Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tacona Morning Drive. Uh, this episode is with Sean from Ren11, the uh, the Porsche page is how I'm going to describe it. I first came across him on Instagram but he has done meets and merch and other lovely things around the Porsche community. Um, just a heads up, this was recorded using Sean's microphones on the way to flat sixes and flat whites. So there's a bit of road noise as we're in my Toyota and we're using his different microphones that I have never used before and I've had to learn a whole new piece of software just to get this audio to work. So you're part of this learning experience. We talk about this learning experience in the uh, in the episode. And so, yeah, that's my disclaimer and I'm doing the usual racing driver tactics as anybody that's ever been in a car will do. Um, another thing I did want to say is uh, the guys over at Verka Magazine very kindly gave me some advert space, so I am returning that favour and saying go and check out Verka Magazine if you're into your BMWs or want to learn more about BMW car culture really. Um, I guess that counts as an advert, I suppose, and this is an episode all about Porsches and mental health and talking more. It's not really on brand for the episode. But Verka have been very lovely to me and given me space in a physical quarterly magazine, which is a huge thing. Um, so they messaged me, asked me if I wanted to be in the magazine. So I have repaid the favour by saying, go and read Verka magazine, go and check them out, um, go and see my advert and then get involved. But anyway, on with the podcast. Now it's recorded. Now Fuck it's sake. <laughs> Fuck. No, I'm not going to oh. clear enough road to do this really easy. Okay. Fuck sake. Are they both recording? They are both recording. They're both recording. <laughs> well, we're going to have to try and come up with the same interesting conversation again now. Thank you very much, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the benefit of, 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 of your audience, right? So I've got this fantastic bit of kit that I'm experimenting with today, which is, it typifies me as, as, a, as an individual. I get something and the first time I test it out, I don't test it out in a safe environment. I just, just crack on with it because that's how I learn. I, I throw in the deep end and if it works, great. If it doesn't, well, I chalk it up to um, uh, experience and I'll, I'll try not to do it again. Well, that's in your best interest for this audience because anybody that's listened to this podcast before will know that's exactly how I do everything. Like episode one starts with me going, right, I've plugged my iPhone into my headphones yeah, and I'm on my way to work. So if it sounds shit, I'm sorry, but away we go. And I that's the it. first episode, which is the one that everybody always goes to. They're like, oh, we'll start at the beginning. And it's the worst one. So like last, when I got my proper mic, yeah. I recorded an intro and went, right, this was a test and an experiment through like the semi-lockdown period where I was still having to go to work but everybody else was at home and I was like I'm just going to record this on my drive to work so it's going to sound shit please skip to episode like nine when I buy a microphone if you want anything to sound at all decent <laughs> um, so yeah you're in good company because that's exactly how everything happens for me as well I don't have the money to do things properly so I just go right let's find out what happens 
Let's start a clothing brand. Let's start a podcast. Let's start doing car events. Exactly, and, and that's exactly what Library 11 was about. I, I learned the, the mantra, progress over perfection. So, meaning, just do it and aim to be okay, because through time and persistence, okay will become good, good will become great, great will become better than that. And then you, you get know. bored and start on something new. Yeah, it's oh, something new and shiny. So yeah. uh, Red Eleven's got a shelf life probably. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll probably start focusing on, shit, I don't know, Mondeos. There's one in front of us, so uh, Mondeos. <laughs> well, this is the whatever. reason that I do so many different things with Tacona, because then I can't get bored of Tacona, because I'm like, right, I'm learning how to make t-shirts. So I think I've cracked how to make a t-shirt now. But yes, I, I don't know how to do a podcast, so I'm learning that one. I also don't know how to host events, so let's do that. So I've got enough things that are constantly changing and evolving to stop it getting like, oh, I'm bored of that now. What fun thing can I do next? It's exactly the same. Uh, you know, funny enough, it, it's it's very similar to, to the Red Eleven start and the story um, of how it kind of uh, all came about. But um, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss that. Oh, we'll just crack on, carry on. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, let's um, go through. Where did Run Eleven start? I don't think now that we've restarted recording, I haven't actually introduced you. This is Sean from Run Eleven. If you haven't guessed already, um, so where did Run Eleven start? Um, Run Eleven started uh, back in 2018 uh, as a different sort of page. It was called that 911 page. There was already a page called the 911 page, so I thought, hey, you know, everyone um, uh, is uh, creating things with uh, that as a as a as a start for uh, for an Instagram account. Uh, and there was this guy, Lee. Um, I say this guy, such a dude, uh, uh, Lee um, Sibley, who runs now Nine Works. He was known as that 911 guy. So I'll credit him to uh, help me kickstart this brand <laughs> in some shape, way, or form. Um, and it came about, funny enough, after, it was not funny enough, it was a bit morbid, but my uh, my dad passed away oh. on the 21st of August of 2018 after complications with surgery. And then I um, started the next day with that 9-11 page. It was always in my head to start a page like that just to learn more about Porsche. And I'd learn more by posting stuff that I found interesting. Yeah. Um, Fast forward a few months after speaking to some interesting people who are already doing something within the community in America, it inspired and also something happened to me personally with, with the Porsche brand. Um, that yeah, makes it sound like you got hit by a Porsche. Well, something personally happened with the Porsche brand. I was run over by one. <laughs> we did some work with the Porsche. No. Was that the event? Yeah, well, no, it wasn't actually an event. So uh, I, I, I've worked in learning and development as a, as a trainer, soft skills, sales, um, you know, almost common sense training, how to yeah. talk to people effectively. Bloody hell, what, what a person to have on the podcast. <laughs> God, yeah, here we go. I threw myself <laughs> in the deep end and I get asked complicated questions. No, I'm all for it. I love the psychology of understanding people and uh, I'm, I'm, I feel quite fortunate that I, I'm good at reading people through different walks of life. I've been a police officer, uh, I've worked in sales, um, I've done loads of different things that are customer people facing. But anyway, uh, I, there was this role with Porsche that came up um, as, a, as a trainer, and I was really chuffed um, because I, apparently there was hundreds of applicants 
and I was one of five that were chosen. Amazing. Incidentally, one of the other people that were chosen was the guy that hired me to be a trainer <laughs> who worked at Porsche. He's a, he's a lovely dude. I've got so much time for, for, for him, Michael Allen. Um, and he's doing really, really well with leadership, uh, management, coaching, and training now as well. So uh, super proud of him. But anyway, um, went for it. Um, we had a disagreement during the interview process or the interview part whereas I believed in engagement when you engage with your trade with your delegates you're more likely to get them on board therefore training them should be far easier so you spend a bit more time laying groundwork yeah because then you're like a, a team like we're learning we're doing this together not I'm yeah. telling you what to do correct exactly I um, subscribe to your thinking there <laughs> versus get the learning point across and move on yeah and I get you need to get the learning point across but you want to maximize the value that everyone comes in you want people to be buzzing to come into training and sadly a lot of the time um, the training that is prescribed by a brand and a business is stuff that they feel you have to do yeah and not many people buy into it there's always that idea of with them what's in it for me and you've got to make sure you you tap into that as a trainer anyway there was um, I, I didn't get the job. I did very well at the coaching part. There were some elements I need to work on, and I freely admit my design understanding in training is, is very limited through my experience. But um, I, I asked for feedback from the, the, this person. I'm not going to say any names or anything. <laughs> but they said two things. One was my uh, my engagement versus getting the learning point across. They differed, and I was like, okay, fair enough. And the other part, part he said was... Um, my beard your beard my beard uh, right that um, we don't like the way you look is what that means yep yep not the first time I've heard it not the first time I've experienced it uh, it's a good job you didn't go for a job at UPS because they have a clean shave policy for anybody customer basis oh that's fine I wouldn't work for, for ups anyway they can do one yeah. um, I used to and now I don't and that's why you've got a bit of growth. I, nice work. I always had a bit of growth. So I was left alone, basically. I got shipped off to Sussex, which was part of the plan. Like being relocated was part of the plan. And it's kind of the reason I went for the job because I was like, oh, this will be a nice, easy way to escape all the crap that I have around in Nottinghamshire. So it's like a, they're going to pay me to go away, which is quite handy. So let's use that. Um, but yeah, I moved down to Brighton and then they kind of just left me alone. So I was like, nobody's looking. So. Uh, I won't be following that rule. <laughs> Otherwise, I look like a fourteen-year-old. What? Who wants to talk to someone about logistics when they look like a child? <laughs> oh, this kid is telling Depends. me where to ship packages and how expensive it's going to be. Yeah, I'll listen to them. To be fair, Gary Glitter would love that. Uh, someone yeah. to organise their own. I don't uh, think he's got any packages to ship, though. Is it? Exactly. Phil bag. This took a, a strange turn. Always does. It's part of the charm. <laughs> this yeah. is what we. So we. Uh, We've got 40 minutes left of an hour and a half journey and about a half hour in we went oh you've got microphones that can record why don't we just record this chat because that's the whole point of what the podcast is it's just chat yeah so it took us 20 minutes to sort the microphones out pretty much <laughs> but before this we were talking about how um i keep coming across things that are like if you do this you might have adhd and it was like we would we're on the way and a Ferrari went the other way and mid-sentence I was like, ooh, Ferrari! And it's still like easily getting distracted and, yeah. and we were chatting about how Grace, her job currently is to diagnose, she, 
performance ADHD diagnosis assessments and she's gone you've not got ADHD but yeah but all these things she's like it's literally my job listen to me you've not got ADHD I was like yeah but you're also my girlfriend so I don't like your professional opinion has no weight to me now <laughs> it's like it's hard to take a doctor seriously when you're like oh you've got your headache have you would you like some paracetamol <laughs> yeah and, and, and what we, we said it was almost like if it's undiagnosed a lot of the time when you're older and this I, I've, I've seen this because of what I've what I work in and I've got um, ADHD I've got a form of dyslexia called dysgraphia uh, which affects my reading comprehension I can read and I can read with cadence and everything yeah but tell me what I just wrote uh, uh, tell, Wait, ask me what go I just into read. You. no I don't I don't pick anything up and I'm a very slow writer uh, and so I hold my pen it's not that my, you can't read graphs then that's what the word kind yeah. of sound on. If don't show many graphs, you won't understand them. Basically, yeah, that's that's exactly it. I, I, I don't, I can't, I can't read and understand what I'm reading, and my writing is incredibly slow. Um, and it made sense to me. I, I for years thought I was thick and slow, but I'm not. I'm just, I'm, it's just the way my mind works. Yeah. And, yeah. and finding that out helped me massively. And then getting into learning and development as a trainer, you really understand that how prevalent these things are, ADHD. And, and, and this is, by the way, when we talk about ADHD, it's now a blanket term. So some people have the attention deficit, uh, they don't have the hyperactivity. Yeah, like yeah, it's the ADD side of things. Yes, but they don't they don't refer to that. They just have the blanket term now, ADHD, and it covers everything. Yeah. The thing I have a real problem with, all right, is the last D, the disorder, because that insinuates that it's a negative thing. Uh, ADH, do you know what? Attention deficit and hyperactivity, I think, is a far better thing because what you're, you're essentially not doing negatively labeling an eye. It's not just that. It's it's almost like a superpower because it allows free thinking, and you can get from A to Z quicker than it takes more people to follow a process of A to B. Yeah. What yeah. we tend to then do is find the way to get from A to Z through through that minefield. Yeah. And sometimes it's jumbled up. Our conversation today. How much, and, and people who are listening to this will, will know, notice this themselves. It Where the hell have we around. got to? Yeah. yeah but we... The fun thing is, when <laughs> I do this a lot, and this is another thing that, like, I'm pretty sure that this isn't like how everybody sees and feels like. But I do this a lot where you, you end up on this really long tangent, and then you're like, right, let's retrace everything that just happened, and let's let's figure out this journey that we've just been on. Because it's quite fun to go, oh, we went from here to here to here to here to here, yeah. using these links to create those. It, it's like that six degrees of separation game, but it's not people. It's just, how the fuck have we ended up on this conversation thread now? So we've gone from, oh, I, uh, I started an Instagram account to a thing happened with Porsche. So I think we've got ADHD. <laughs> like, yeah. We've bounced all the way across. That, that's it. Um, Going back quickly to the to the Porsche thing because you're probably thinking, well, so the beard was the second part. That's where we. Well, that's where I interjected. Yes. Is 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 swearing okay here? Oh yeah. Oh, fantastic. It. I mean, don't just sit and swear. No, 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 no. But no, I'm no, not. No. I'm not putting this out as a clean thing. It, it has the little. It's for grown-ups tag when I upload it. Okay. So for 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 me. Whenever anyone says no to me, I get fucked off because it's almost like being told I can't do it. Yeah. And then I turn and say, no, I will do it. Um, and from there, 
I decided to go the next step. I, I was speaking to all these other people, talking about community, and community is important to me. Growing up, um, I, 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 I come from a, uh, I was a, an only child. Um, I, I didn't have many friends growing up until I, I got to teens, and then I have a core uh, set of friends. And then, weirdly enough, I learned how to interact with people better that way. Yeah. And the idea of community and getting loads of people to to sort of meet and mingle came from my mum. My mum was a very welcoming person, bringing people to. Um, when I brought my mates over, it was never a question of, oh, we don't have enough. It was like, okay, everyone move up. Let's let's make do. That is a wicked XK. Oh, oh it's an R, yeah. 2004 as well. Yeah. The lady driving it looks like she has no idea. She just thinks it's her husband's sports car. Yeah, it's, um, it's a bit tatty, but I still think it's <laughs> a cool massive car. scrape down the side. Yeah. It's one of those where she's like just clipped a fence post as she's pulling out of her now, driveway. Now that's like an that. assumption, Lewis. You know, <laughs> that she she could be like, I'm sick and tired of you driving the car. Every time this happens, darling, you ruin my car. This is my car, that's Bruce. True. I'm not I'm not saying it's her that's done it. <laughs> it's her that's driving currently and it could have happened this morning. Yeah, it, it could have. It looks pretty fresh. That's why they're not talking and she's yeah, got her. I, I can't say anything. The, I have a slight dent on my front wing. Oh, if you saw it, you'd dreadful. assume that I'd clipped something and it was actually somebody drove into me on the motorway. Yeah, and I I'm saw. I'm lucky that it's just that little dent. Yeah, you're lucky that the other person isn't uh, hanging outside of his car now. I, I, I don't know how. I would have not kept calm. I would have lost my shit. I was on the motorway. You're quite limited in your ability to pull someone over and drag them out and have a fight. And it was a woman, so I'm not going to do that anyway. Uh, that was a woman? Who that was that? a woman, yeah. With her middle finger as well? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not releasing the video. Okay. Because yeah, don't. I don't think that's a very smart move. No. Um, not because I did anything that was like, oh, I dived across all the lanes and brake checked and slammed into people and anything like that. It was a lady brake checked me, so I had to swerve into lane two to avoid her. Um, and then I ended up in lane four. She then dived down lane two passing cars that I was like overtaking and then just decided that she was going to do lane two to lane four in one maneuver as I was at the side of her so uh, yeah she dived across I slammed the brakes on which shout out to EBC who just fit my new brake kit probably would have been a lot worse without that and um, she just just kissed the wing like if I'd have braked like a millisecond sooner she wouldn't have touched me at all she just kissed the wing, so I've got a small dent on the wing, which annoyingly has broken through the paint. Um, the bumper has, like, the bumper and the side indicator marker have rubber scrubbed on them from her wheel. Like, that's come off because it was just the rubber from her tyre and not, like, bodywork. Um, but yeah, the, the wing has a small dent, which will pop into some shape, but will need paint. Um, which is a pain in the arse, but to the layperson seeing that you probably would think I've just clipped something so Jaguar lady we're giving you uh, the benefit of the doubt that something could have hit you or it could have been your husband driving who's in the passenger seat and she's just gone past us at like 80 pulled in and slowed back down to 70 again and now we're slowly creeping up on her maybe it was her yeah it's, 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 it's leaning more that way and now yeah. there are other cars in the outside lane so we've caught her up very gradually because I think I'm doing like 71 with an indicator of 67 by ways 
and uh, yeah, we very gradually caught her up and I'm now stuck behind her. <laughs> Do you know what? I I actually have a soft spot for those XKs. Me too. The normal one looks like it's on stilts, but the R has been like kind of lowered and looks a little bit more menacing. It could do with a bit more lowering, I'm not going to lie. It's because yeah. they put like 26 inch wheels on it by the looks of things. <laughs> look at the size of those wheels to the size of the bodywork. Yeah. They just look like they're riding on stilts. But I think they put the big wheels on because they put big brakes on it. They do massive brakes. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool car, but... Well, it was in James Bond, so you kind of have to give it that. Oh yeah, it was in the Diamond the Face had one, didn't he? With the guy the with the diamonds. Yeah. yeah. That car's in the Muley Mountain Museum. It is, yes, I've seen it. With the, it's got the rockets that come out the back. And the big machine gun as well. That's it, yeah. Very yeah. cool thing. I think the rockets came out the front, front grill. And the machine gun was on the... Because it was a soft top for some reason. They're like, use so a convertible and put a minigun on it. And what else are you going to do with a convertible? Uh, I mean, what other reasons? you have a convertible other than to mount a minigun. Mount a minigun, exactly. That's it, the only um, reason they exist. It's like it's almost like a sporty version of the Warthog from Halo. <laughs> exactly, it's the streamlined version. <laughs> <laughs> this is taking more diverse. Another tangent. Uh, Welcome to the ADHD cast. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys that cannot keep on topic chat for 45 minutes and we'll just see where it goes. Something shiny. Um, and as I said that, your watch pops up with a Nike notification for some new bloody trainers. Oh yeah, these are Panda Dunks. I, 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 I kind of like them, so I might, um, I might drop them. I, I like, I like trainers. I, I'm wearing, I'm wearing some uh, Jordan uh, ones uh, at the moment, and uh, I was, it was a toss-up between these, which are low, and I've got uh, high ones, which are bred. Um, it's a red and white tick right uh, and i'm going to be honest i don't know my trainers okay which so mike who runs was to the cafe that we do copies of cars from he's yeah. big into his trainers okay and we call him tt jesus <laughs> he's got like jesus. long hair and a beard and he's currently restoring his mark on tt like to oem plus style oh, cool. which i think you'll appreciate no, if yeah, you yeah. met him so we call him the tt jesus he loves his trainers you guys will get on real well I we should have just done this meeting at his place. <laughs> that that would have been so much more convenient. But then we would have got nothing talked about cars. It would just be like like, like Coffee, hair products. Hair products, beer products, <laughs> I mean, I'd trainers. I like, fucking love long hair now. I'd love hair on my head, to be fair. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 evaporated. Um, ah, welcome to Essex. Yay. Like coming back home. And we, we established as well that we, we both lived in uh, South End, probably at different times. I lived there. 2010. Oh, mine was. We moved there in November of 2019. Yeah. So we had four months, and then the world stopped. So oh, we didn't God. know anyone. We couldn't go anywhere. We weren't near any of our family or anything like that. We're like, great. We're in the best place to be in lockdown, near nothing and knowing no one. Up the creek without a paddle. Yeah. Um, in it, in South End. Oh, you know, I could get better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the clues in the title, South End. You yeah. know, um, but. Do you know what? South End isn't isn't bad. There's I've been worse places. I worked as a as a as a bobby in, in uh, Basildon, and that was a challenging place to to, yeah. to work. Okay. I'm not going to tar the brush of everyone there was bad because they weren't. There was some really decent, honest people there. I just dealt with the point one percent of the population who were just oinks, um, which is kind of the job of a police officer, really. Correct. Who you're going to deal with most, isn't it? 
exactly. You're not going around having cups of tea with the, the mayor every day and, and oh, this lovely housewife book club, they've invited us around for coffee. That's part of being a policeman. Exactly. No, it, that never happens like that. I learned in Essex that people tell you as it is. And yeah. I loved it about Essex. I love it because for someone who has ADHD and you don't know what someone thinks of you, they let you know what they think of you. It's quite handy, isn't it? Oh, completely. It's, it's it's refreshing and I found it great. It was like, I know you don't like me, but now we've established that, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was fortunate as a copper that I didn't really get into many fights because I was able to just talk to people and make, you know, no matter what they did. Um, and it's not because I wanted to friend them because I wanted to add them to Facebook and, and, and do that stuff. It was more a case of by getting them on side my life would be easier yeah. um, and they'd more than likely do what I need them to in a process way to then move forward. Well, this is the same thing that I learned when I worked in the secure hospitals. If I could get someone to talk and we could tackle the problem together as a team, then it was us versus the problem, not me versus them. Yeah. And in that environment, the, the problem is like, I want to die or I want to kill you. And it's like, right, let's Let's work on this together because I don't want to die and I don't want you to die. So let's figure out how that's not the best way to proceed. Yeah. And it's just a very similar skill set that you go, right, if I can get this person talking and if I can get them to kind of open up and if we can work together on this and using talking as the way to do that, then it makes everything run a lot smoother, which is one of the foundation points for why Tacona exists is because talking was such a big tool Yes. for making a difference in a mental health environment. If it works there in the most extreme cases, it's going to help on the less extreme stuff as well. Mm. Oh, it, okay. It's one of the founding principles why I did it. Like, oh, let's just get people to talk more and it will make a positive difference. And I think that's a, that's a real thing within community as well because through communities you make more friends. Yeah. I've got friends in this since doing Ren 11 that I, I would classify as, as, as close friends, really good friends that I'd open up to and uh, you know talk about certain challenges and feelings and, and stuff and I'm, I'm not shy about it, you know, I think I've, I've dealt with enough mental health problems and challenges in my life, I hate the word problems, challenges in my life yeah. um, to, to, to kind of understand that. You, you've already mentioned in this that you lost your dad, like it's not like a normal process, like yeah, everybody loses a parent eventually. Yeah. But at, well, you're 40? Yeah, I was 36 and I lost my mum 10 years ago last Wednesday. Um, yeah, so it's not it's not normally the age in which you're losing parents. It's normally the age in which you're probably losing grandparents. Maybe, yeah, I suppose. But it's not really the like, oh, I've lost both my parents kind of time. That's normally, right, I'm 60, they're therefore like 80 plus. Yeah. That's what you kind of expect. So that's a, a pretty big mental health challenge times two right, that we've already gone to so you're very clearly not that scared of kind of opening the door to the, to the conversation no I don't think I, I, I learned that I don't know is, is often a barrier in order for you to, to kind of get through it's a door that you need to open to then deal with whatever shit you're dealing with I don't know is that last answer that you don't want to admit whatever horrible and I put horrible in speech marks by the way truth yeah. that you want to admit believe it or not it is the last door to freedom that you have and opening that door life becomes so much better I, I remember that that time when my page it was before it was Ren 11 um, 
and I was I was a mess and I, I was looking at, um, at uh, I even had a plan and, and for those who've, who've been in who've, who've had suicidal thoughts the plans the plans are a bad thing because you become comfortable yeah. with thinking yeah do you know what I could end it all here um, and and having that plan as such in place it was uh, it kind of makes it more of a this is going to happen I've got a plan for it like it becomes yeah. like a definite rather than a like a worst case scenario this is where it is so, right I've got a plan therefore it's going to happen yeah. which is a not a good place to be in like uh, it's not a place that you're really want like nobody would want you to have a plan in place like it's not something that you should do <laughs> if that makes it like I'd, I hate trying to put like definitive terms on things and right and wrong, but I'm pretty confident that having a plan on how to kill yourself is not something that you should be doing. I, I yeah, it's not. Uh, I think at that stage it is is a point where you are almost at an invisible crossroads, and you kind of then need to. It's a hard thing because that plan means you're not going to open up. I just had a very persevering friend who saw it and helped me and he was going through shit at the, at the time as well and it was kind of um, serendipitous that we were there for each other yeah and uh, he told me you know because he's a, a counselor and he said look if you tell me I don't know I'm gonna press do you want me to because I don't have to yeah but I will because that's that's behind you're, you're basically hiding something from yourself not from me from yourself that you are not willing to open up to, and that could help you. Yeah. Do you want me to push? And I was like, fuck it, okay, let's see. Let's see if this is true. And lo and behold, it was, and it was, it was refreshing. Oops, box. Um, it was refreshing because I said stuff, and it wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't, it actually, it wasn't. It was so like, okay. I think that fear of not knowing, like, what is gonna be behind that door is worse the thing that's behind the door most of the time it was um and being able to voice it and for me voicing things was helpful some people find writing therapeutic and it helps them establish what's going on in their mind for me talking about it yeah helped because then it started it kick-started a thought process of okay but why but why and i've always been a, a but why type of person yeah um, because you've got to you've got to think about i, I always have to think about why this is the case, why is this working? My favorite part of Blu-rays is the extras, not necessarily the film. Because I like finding out how they made the film, how they went about it. Um, and it's the same in my mind and in other people's minds and other people's lives. That's why I love finding out about people. But then I, I understood so many things and it turns out I was kind of living a, a, a reenactment of my dad's life, but he never had the foresight or the uh, reflective ability to kind of deal with it but right. it came from a different era so that talking wasn't uh, something that you did yeah there were some other things I won't go into but um you know I think there was some regrets he had with after mum passed they never really dealt with and uh, we, we came to a lot of well it was mostly me angry at him for it but um, yeah. which is understandable because that emotion is such a complex thing to deal with yeah it's understandable that it comes out in all these different ways and blokes tend to lead into anger as the response for anything is that it's almost like the fight or flight from something that is horrible so you go right I'm angry now because that's all I know that's the only like emotions that we know 
I'm either angry or I'm happy yeah. or I'm not either of those two things. It's or kind I'm of hungry. the spectrum. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what I'm actually feeling is probably somewhere between angry or happy. And that's about the range that we can tap into properly. And, and, and that's it. And, and sadly, my dad really just chose uh, chose anger a lot. Um, yeah. and, and, I, and I wasn't really, I didn't want to reenact it. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to do what he was doing. Yeah, I yeah. could see how I was doing it. Um, but through I don't know, I came, I, I found out that I was actually, you know, I'm, I'm all right. And I, I moved forward. Yeah. And Ren 11 started in March 2019. And, and like you with Tacona, I didn't really know social media. I dabbled in it. Um, it didn't do well first time around with another car thing I did. Um, but then, you know, Ren 11, I'm now approaching 56,000 followers on Instagram. Amazing. All organic. It's all organic. Um, yeah, when I first started, so I was doing the usual thing of how do you grow followers then? And it was like, oh, follow for unfollow, all that sort uh, of shit. I was like, I don't know if that works. Good. And it, it just, uh, it's such a pain in the arm. And then you end up having to, it's like, oh, you have to do follow 100 people a day and unfollow 100 people. And you, you're just like, that's terrible. This is just a job now. My job is now managing my own. Oh, who can be asked for that? I, I learned because I didn't, my idea was never to grow Ren 11 like that. It just started happening and I realized there was some some basics that I was doing really really well first thing when someone commented and it was a thoughtful comment I would reply and ask a question yeah um, much like when we meet someone in real life and we speak to them and we become friends you don't become friends it's not like that scene in Step Brothers you know Did we just uh, what's your best friends <laughs> <laughs> I think so what was it uh, what's your favorite non-pornographic magazine you like to masturbate to good housekeeping yeah it's nothing like that you, you kind of ask more in-depth questions and you become friends and because of that I start picking up and, and, and talking to people yeah um, so that started growing things um, quite quickly um, second of all um, just making things interesting sake. so many people would just like put a picture of a car um, and then a picture of um, uh, like a, a like nothing just tag people I don't even tag people basics brilliant basics tag the person the photographer who does it tag the person who owns the car tag the videographer that spent all that money creating that setting up setting it up being in that situation you know yeah become community focused think about other people and therefore people will start thinking of you no one gives a shit about you if you don't give a shit about them yeah so be the person to lead that way first of all um, and and I, I, sorry, this isn't meant to be a it's teach right. how people how to. Uh, sorry, we're going around the tightest corner in the world. I love this corner. I'm hoping to have my 911 back because this is what I'd be doing. Um, I do love this car, man. Uh, do you know what? I know you know getting equal length headers would make this sound and give more of the super. It's not verbal, got a bad noise to but it. But it sounds the exhaust that good. I've got on it is reasonably good, to be fair. Reasonably good. You mean good? I've had to weld it, so, so it's, it's reasonably good. So it's better. <laughs> <laughs> I say I've had to weld it. Jonas at Luke's. Um, I don't know if you do you know Luke Luden Classics. Yeah, um, I know of him. So yeah. he's a good friend of mine, and um, it's where he's got a workshop because his family run um, a recovery company. D and G Assist. They're down in like Old Minster, not far from here. Yeah, not very much away. Um, 
they uh, they have this big workshop because they've got all these trucks and things. And Luke deals in classic cars. He's got Luden Classic. Um, so when we moved to Southend, funny enough, this is Cars Connecting People, which is on brand. Yeah. And he's been a guest on the podcast and this and the other. When, when we moved to Southend, obviously I didn't know anyone. Got invited to a little coffee and car morning over in West London in Chiswick. Yep. Went over there, met Luke, and he was like, oh, I actually live over your way. If you need like a friend or if you need any help or anything like that, let me know, because I'm probably the closest person that you will know now. And uh, we've become like really good friends from then. But every time anything happens with one of my cars, I'm like, Luke, can I please come down and fix my car in your workshop? <laughs> Which was fine when we lived in Sawbridgeworth and it was 30 minutes away. Now it's like an hour and a half. And I'm like, it's gonna be a major issue for me to be coming down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he he has a very good guy in there that's very good at fixing all of the stuff. And when we discovered this crack in the exhaust, he, he welded it for me. So when I say I welded it, he welded it. I have welded once, and that's because I now work for a company that would make welding machines. And they're like, you have to have a go. You have to kind of know what it, what it is. So I've that's had cool. a go, and I, I, I welded one thing. And how good was the weld? Was it well bought? It wasn't that bad, actually because our machines are really good yeah. so they make it and like i welded aluminium as well which is notoriously tough to do yeah. and because the machine has this pulse setting rather than you just having a constant thing which is how you very quickly go straight through aluminium yeah. it like turns on and off quickly yeah so all you do is you kind of go down the thing and it does the right rhythm so that you don't just melt through the aluminium so it's, it's the machines that are good not me because he said, right, I'll turn the pulse off, and I immediately just fell with a big hole through it. He was like, oh, it's a plasma cutter now, is it? Bloody hell. Yeah, they also... Real life lightsaber. Oh, no. We do this thing called heat induction, which is kind of like how an induction hob works. Yes. So it's uh, electromagnetic fields, but it's 2,000 or 22,000 watts is the biggest one we do. And that is like a lightsaber, if it's metal. So what it will do is it'll heat, I think they do like, it'll heat eight millimeters steel to glowing in like four seconds. Like almost a centimeter thick steel in like no time at all. That's I've got a video somewhere on my phone I'll show you, but it's literally like you just touch this big, it's like a big wand and you touch it on this metal and it just immediately glows hot. <laughs> I was like, how has nobody robbed a bank with this? Just, oh, there's a vault. Yep, just melt straight through that. <laughs> it's magic. Thermite, hell. Okay, that's some strong stuff. Yeah, it's, it's electromagnets as well. It's not even like, there's no flame, there's no fire. It just, it heats up metal from the inside out immediately. It's wild, it's, it's actually like magic. What is this conversation? I don't know. We've gone from <laughs> talking about your parents dying and how tough that was to electromagnetic fields like lightsabers. <laughs> well, what goes on in, in, in our heads? You yeah. Know? And just so I'm not kind of jumping on that self diagnosis thing, I haven't got a diagnosis of ADHD or anything like that. My brain jumps around a lot, and your brain jumps around a lot. And yeah. Have you had a diagnosis? Yeah, 10 you, years ago. You're diagnosed. I'm just pretending to be, know what I'm talking about, basically. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I just jump around a lot in conversation, which probably is a symptom of ADHD that my other half refuses to acknowledge. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it's it's fine. Uh, you know, people people live with with these things daily without knowing they have it, and yeah. they just see it as 
well it is just what it is you see a lot of people say that oh i do that that's not adhd and that's and it's like, like or maybe say, you've got the adhd and it's not the thing that is the norm like and, and, and i think then, we're finding out something about you not about adhd <laughs> yeah everyone everyone deals with that kind of news differently some people will will kind of lean on it uh, you know and that's fair enough if they want to lean on it they can some people will just understand it and move on because yeah. it's not really affected them it's given uh, a, a label almost that they know what it can do yeah, um, it, and it kind of explains well. why that happened yeah. and, it, and if you're a person that likes to know why which we've established you very much are and to be fair I am as well yeah it probably helps because you go oh that's why that happens yeah it's not like oh does Am I different? Am I broken? Am I doing something wrong? It's like, no, that, my brain just works in that way because of this. And that's why my brain works like that. Knowing I'm not stupid really helps. I know that sounds mad. No, but, no, I understand that. But everyone saying to you that you're thick, you, you, you're not smart, you're this, that, the other, it does have a real effect on you. I, I grew up thinking I was slower than other people. I was slower than other people on certain things, but other things, I was well ahead of them. Yeah. But I never saw that. And as kids, Kids are dicks. You just focus on the bad, don't you? And yeah, you kids do. will pick on you for the bad as well. Like, oh, of course. They're relentless. Kids will pick up on the different. Yeah. And they'll pick and they'll pick you up on the different. I, I hate children, you know. That's why I've got two. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so. Uh, well, I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness when I was a kid. So. Get out of town. My, one of my good friends is a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Uh, was as well. He, he, he's not a Jehovah's Witness anymore. No, no, not anymore. No, no, no. When I. Uh, packed it in when I was 16 and met girls I was like oh girls they're not allowed but on a function like a foundation like principle level my brain doesn't work on that like unknown like I can see from a scientific method how things have happened and connected and related yeah so therefore my brain goes alright that's why that happened that's I can then believe that information whereas you go oh just a guy did it like uh, how did he do that oh, just magic but how? Well, he just did. I, I, I can't accept that, and therefore I can't believe that that's <laughs> true. Whereas this thing goes, well, that happened because of this and because of this and because of this over such a long period of time that these things just kind of compound. Oh, my brain can accept that, that if it's plausible and you can go, here you go, step one, step two, step three. Yeah, I'll believe that. Not, oh, he clicked his fingers, and because he's super powerful, it happened. You're like, but he, there has to be... A, a thing that that happened like how did he click his how does that work oh I don't know it just does right great thank you so yeah I'm and I'm not against anybody that has religious beliefs and one of my former guests is a reverend who's also a car designer but he is a religious man it's uh, uh, Adam Gumpert's oh um, I was going to say it's Eric Cullen, but no. no, I have had him on yeah, as well. No, exactly. Yeah, I was thinking, is he a reverie? Get no. the hell out of here! No, he's not. But um, Adam Gupta's designed the rear bumper for the 997.2 GT3. Oh, that guy! That guy knows masterpieces. Yeah, so very cool guy. Good a friend of mine. I, I regularly speak to him, but my brain doesn't work in a belief system method. I, it just it just doesn't function that way. So when I was a teenager, and it's like, oh, there are girls here, and you don't really believe this stuff. It's quite easy to go. Oh, I guess I'm not in this religion anymore because none of this. There's no positive for me other than it, it's nice to have some friends. And it's it's the thing about religion and organised religion is 
it brings people together and it creates communities. Yes. The flip side of that is they isolate themselves as these communities. Yes, that's They a don't problem. become inclusive. They yeah. become like, you have to be part of the club to benefit from being around these people, which is the biggest challenge I've ever faced with it. And there's such a, especially in America, it's almost culty. And then they're not culty in a, we're sacrificing people and there's dark and there's any other. It's, your whole life is connected to this group of people. And if you go out of the bounds of what they've set, you're almost destroying your whole livelihood. So like there are people will work for other Jehovah's Witnesses because they're all connected, like any society, any community, people will work with each other and they'll do things with each other. And when I worked in sales, that was the easiest way to get people to work with me was to become their friend. Yeah. And cars were my way to do that, which again is one of the starting points of the cone. I was like, oh, I do things that are car themed because then I can make car friends much quicker and I don't have to go through steps A to Z to find out this person's a car guy. I can go, oh, I'm wearing something that's car themed and you know it's car themed and now we know that we like cars. Like we were talking about earlier, that jumping the whole set process, yeah. it's just made so much easier by going, oh, I like cars, do you like cars? Great, let's talk about cars and we'll sort the business thing out later because now we're making friends. And it's that with the Jehovah's Witness thing is your whole network is surrounded in this place. So if you try and either leave or do anything wrong and get kicked out, you lose more than just your religious network. You lose like your entire livelihood. And there's like a charity in America that helps teenagers leave the religion. Because when you're a teenager, you don't have your own place to live. You don't have your own source of income. You are entirely dependent on your parents and you are effectively forced into doing whatever they think they should, that you should be doing. Yeah. So if you're 17 and you are gay or trans or you just don't believe anymore you're trapped in that environment and you you can't be you and then that leads to self-harm and suicide and things yeah. like that so there's a charity and i can't remember what they're called i've met a lady that used to work for them like this was one of those like tangent conversations yeah. and she was like yeah we we help people get out of the religion in america where it is so much more like like with a lot, yeah because it's and it's not cult in the cult sense like drink the kool-aid but it is this, because of the way it works, you are trapped inside if you are different. Yeah. And the flip side of it is, if you go into normal life, like I had to as a child, and you're a Jehovah's Witness, you're different, and therefore, you're an outsider. It, it's really strange. The, the even weirder part is, it's just another tangent of Christianity. Uh, yeah, I, They I, just take things a little bit more seriously. <laughs> That like, is weird. It is. It is a lot more serious. Christmas doesn't exist. Uh, no. We don't celebrate it. Um, but the reason for Christmas, and that my brain could comprehend this quite happily, because Christmas was adopted into Christianity to get the pagans on board. So it's a pagan holiday that they adopted into Christianity to get the pagans to convert and reduce conflicts when like, the Romans were taken over and stuff like that. Interesting. So they adopted Christianity because if you read the book, it's like, oh, the shepherds came. It's like, well, the shepherds aren't out in December, especially not in the Middle East where it's fucking freezing. But they are out in August and September. So it's most likely that's when it actually happened. But then the whole Christmas thing is now a December thing, blah, 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 blah. So they're like, right, we're not celebrating the birth bit. And they don't do birthdays, which I never got my head around. But that kind of ties into the Christmas thing. But again, that's, oh, I understand why. It's because they're being true to the book more so than 
the history of Christianity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but to bring it back to this, I have to know why. That works. I understand that. You've given me cause and effect that I can follow without having to be like, just blind faith is the reason. Um, and, and there was a film called uh, Dogma with Ben Affleck um, and um, Chris Tucker, Matt Damon, um, Jason Lee. Really good film. Um, it's got Jay and Silent Bob in it as well. I can't believe I've not seen that. It, it, you'll love it. And there was a there was a scene in that. I can't believe we're talking about religion. I'm not a religious person. We've got by three minutes. This is going to be a two part record. I think we're going to have to carry this on on the way back. I reckon so. We'll we'll touch upon this this story very quick. Yeah. Um, in in there, Chris Tucker plays the thirteenth apostle, um, and it's tip, not Chris Tucker, Chris Rock. My bad. Chris Rock plays the thirteenth apostle, um, and uh, he's brilliant. Um, uh, uh, Chris Rock, what a comedian! Um, and uh, he, he takes a slap like a champ. <laughs> he, can, he can exactly. Uh, what a legend! Anyway, he said his character said that Jesus didn't want people to believe because belief is so final. It is. It is. It's like so difficult uh, to, to believe in something that's not tangible. What Jesus really wanted to do, this is the Jesus in this universe, yeah, dogma, yeah, yeah. dogma, what he wanted to do was give people an idea that there could be. Because an idea, that that's fine, you know, there's nothing final about that, you know, it, it, it's almost like making it feel like... Oh God, this whole building wasn't here last time I came here. <laughs> yeah, they are, so it's constantly changing around here. But yeah, like the, the idea, the concept is easier to hold on to than the full belief isn't it exactly because it you can question a finite thing like this is a definite well can we prove it can we test like you can you can manage that but then the flip side is well if you look at it and it doesn't align with expectation then you don't believe it whereas with an idea you can believe in the idea whether it's exactly what you think or not i'm guessing we're going to where these cars are yeah i think it might be worth parking. Oh, the coffee lady's here already. If we park up there next to the Triconnects trucks or something, either this side or that side, we'll go just after these. Yeah, ones, do it. Because we're going to be. I think we're going to use all this. Look at that nine six four in there. That's that's uh, Jay's. Right, I'm going to stop this. Um, yeah, let's stop recording now. We'll pick it up on the return journey. When we know what we're doing. Yeah, we, we know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. What are you talking about? Oh, we've had a practice. <laughs> Is this the practice run? <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to disconnect. I have no idea how this dis even disconnects. Oh, these are your things. Hey, Buzz. Oh, it's recording now. Right, let me put this back on my... <clears throat> So I'll let you introduce. Welcome to part two. We don't know what we were just talking about. Yes, um, and also I've been holding this back and I haven't actually said this off air, but I have a confession to make. What? <laughs> so the first part that we recorded, we recorded what was known as stereo, which is the setting on this, on this bike. Now stereo means that one microphone controls the left one microphone controls the right. Oh, so it's going to sound like someone sat in between us when they listen <laughs> to the first half. It might do. And now we've just jumped to mono. Mono, yes. Now I understand what mono means. So uh, again, we may as well do it and then deal with it later. 
We'll deal with it in post, yeah, which exactly. I have no idea how to do. <laughs> hey, but I can't think of a better person who'd be able to at least find out. Right. This is where I lean on people who are professionals. <laughs> <laughs> I had, uh, when I recorded with Louis Martin, who is a 19-year-old, he's not 19 anymore, but he's, when he was 17, he got diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And we did this whole story, and then the microphones died, and we didn't realise, so we had to start again. Oh did the whole story again and the audio was awful and I was like I can't put this kid through telling this story a third time so I sent it to my friends at the Driven Chat and they fixed the audio for me so I might have to do that again <laughs> like, uh, hey guys can you help please <laughs> I reckon it'll be alright um, we'll solve this group yeah I'm sure we will it'll be alright so um, it's now the aftermath of my Flat 6 Flat Whites event um, fourth one we've done third one without my car which is fantastic, um, but um, did you enjoy it? I loved it, it was great. Good. Really nice atmosphere, really nice people, really nice setting, some lovely cars. I can't really say a bad thing about it. You did make me park outside though. Yeah, it's not a Porsche, is it? It's flat four, it's close enough. Yeah, the engine's in the front though, isn't it? Like a 944? Well, they have a flat, uh, they don't have a flat four, they've got an inline four. Yeah, what's got a flat four in a Porsche? Oh yeah, Cayman, 718, um, but that's in the back. It's in the middle. Yeah, it's behind the seats though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's still not. At one point this had an inline four in the boot. Oh. <laughs> because I got given a spare engine for the Renault and I picked it up in this. And you could actually fit it in the boot? Well, I just take, took it, things off until it fit. Can you fold that? You can you fold can those, those seats. seats. Yeah, which is again why this car is hard to replace. Because I can fit my gazebo and my stock and everything for a show in this. Which means it's the perfect show car. What a great Toyota. Yep, still won't let me borrow a Supra though. Well, that's that's terrible, you need to know ask the right people. I've spoken to the head of PR, I still haven't got this Supra. Because uh, it's managed at like dealership level. Newsflash, uh, they, they don't like you. I don't think so. <laughs> Toyota have featured me on their website and invited me to at least one event, but I can't borrow a Supra from one of their dealers. Why don't you just go to BMW and see if you can borrow a Z4? Because I don't actually want a Z4. But it's the same thing. I don't it? really, I'm not like, I have to have a Supra. It's not my target next car. My target next car is an M2. See, they're going to BMW, because then no, you can get two birds with one stone. No, because I can do the M2 thing when I actually want to buy an M2. I could do the Supra thing while I have the GT86, because it would be like, less inconvenient for me because the car's got to go in yeah I'm not beeping for these kids oh, I might downshift the anyway. <laughs> just for the benefit of everyone uh, listening there were these kids on a um, on a bridge uh, over the where are we A14 A14 yeah and uh, we're heading northbound or westbound now um, back to North Northamptonshire and um, yeah, they were basically on the other side. Insinuating us to. Sean is now doing an air horn, which you can't see because it's a podcast. Yeah, but you can imagine me doing it. Why do you imagine me doing the air horn, listeners? <laughs> Weirdos. Yeah, so. Um, so the car's got to go in for this drive shaft. Yep. So I said, can I please borrow a Supra for the day or the morning? Because it's inconvenient that I have to bring my car in for the fourth time. And uh, I got given an I go, and then I had to take it back. And I said, 
because the drive shaft still wasn't done so it had a service and I said can I please borrow a Supra for a couple of hours so that I'm not inconvenienced too massively and I can try the new Supra and it makes sense and I got given a Yaris. So, Geo? nope, I wish, <laughs> I've enjoyed a Yaris Geo. Um, so yeah, still not had to go in a Supra. And Surely you've got an exhaustive uh, network of people that are saying, do you know what, I'll let you play with my uh, if, Supra. If I really wanted to have a go in a Supra, I could book a test drive. But at this point it's based on principle. And the principle is, if I've got to lend you my car for the day, so that you can fix a problem with it under warranty, you should lend me an interesting car in return because it A, makes business sense because if I'm bringing you a GT86, the next step up is a Supra and what better way to tempt me into one by letting me borrow one? And B, I've got the 360 camera, I can get you some interesting content that is handy for you. You could let me do that. I offered this as well. Nope, nothing. Not even like from the dealership network that had my car in so I, I'm just being stubborn and yeah, just keep asking while you've got my car can I borrow a Supra I'm just going to keep asking until I either don't get one or my warranty expires and I have no need to go back to Toyota ever again cars and principles do not mix man no but it's I'm like stubborn, common sense so. in the automotive industry it doesn't make sense no anybody that's seen the M2 or the new one yeah it's very uh, aggressive aggressively ugly it's horrible yeah. What are they doing? It makes no sense. That seems to be BMW at the minute. I reckon they ran out of time and they were like timed on doing it and then they just said, Here's a ruler. a ruler. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> they, they got a ruler and uh, and they just started drawing squares and said, voila, there we go. Look yeah. at that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, it's now for the fun of it because I don't actually really want a Supra. They would have to convince me to want one. Um, but when they gave me the Yaris, the Igo the first time, and this we were talking before we restarted recording, that Sean doesn't really use Twitter, but I find it quite fun. I, um, I do have, it is a Ren You do Twitter have a Ren 11, yeah, I tagged you with something, I'm Ren 11, yeah. I said, oh, I've asked for a Supra, what are the chances of getting it? I put on a Twitter poll saying, yes, you're getting a Supra, or enjoy your Igo, and it was like 95%. Enjoy your Igo. <laughs> so I went, right, well, I'm going to treat whatever car I get as if it's the Supra. Okay. Because that would be funnier than me going, oh, I've got given an Igo. So I did. I did a review of the Igo as if it was a Supra. I was like, it's really slow, it's really lumpy, it's very noisy. Just like a Supra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, this new Supra, I don't know what everyone's raving about. <laughs> I put this photo up of an Igo. And everybody that had been along for the story was like, this was way funnier than if you just winched. <laughs> there you go. People don't like winches. Yeah, car Twitter is a fun place to be. I think Toyota are the same. Maybe they're tired of you winching and that's why you're not getting a Supra. Toyota themselves have been great. Like, I'm not moaning about Toyota themselves. <laughs> Look right? at you covering your arms. No, no, Toyota have been really good. Like, I did the Parallel Pomeroy Trophy, which was loads of fun. Okay. And they've interviewed me for the website, which is great. And their PR, the Toyota UK PR team are quite fun and they've just had a new head of PR and he's a guy that's quite cool. Okay. It's the dealerships. So it's Stephen Eagle, which are Northampton, Milton Keynes, yeah. Bishop Stork, like every dealership that is within driving distance for me is a yeah. Stephen Eagle. Yeah. It's them that are being boring, <laughs> which yeah, puts me uh... in a difficult position because I want to whinge about it a little bit, but I also don't want to tarnish Toyota because Toyota have been quite good. 
Stephen Eagle. Stephen Eagle. Strong, been... relationship, strong relationship with uh, Toyota. They're one of the biggest dealer networks that represent them, are they? Yeah, and they're boring and they won't have any fun. <laughs> and they won't let me a bloody Supra just to drive. Just lend it me for an hour and I'll bring it back. No, won't do that. It's, it's bizarre. Oh, we've got some free publicity from someone recognised for doing a nice thing. Shall we use it? Nah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Give him an eye go. He's got a motorway journey. Let's send him off in a three-cylinder. We'll talk about Stephen Eagle off here. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's what I'm going to say. Right. Um, but yeah. Cool. Yes. Well. So we're back. We part are back. two. <laughs> part two. Five minutes later, still part two. Welcome to the Maybe ADHD podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Well, this is this is what it's like, you know. And now you know what it's like to be in the mind, minds, hive minds of people with ADHD. And it's just, uh, it's just jumping from this way to that way and uh, everything in between. Um, you know, going back onto the um, oh, yeah, let's talk you about know, you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's talk about you and your thing because you're the guest, really. Yeah, I don't mind. This is this is as informative for me as it is for for, for, you, know, for you as well. It's almost like a mirror for you anything you're like oh wow this does jump around this is how my brain works yeah exactly this is great you know we we, we found out uh, on the way back we were just at some services great services um that we both like the same um thing from kfc the buck mighty bucket for one yeah um, you go for the gravy i go for extra hot wings 99p for extra two hot wings and cheaper than the gravy it's like oh, £1.30 for gravy. I reckon there's more sustenance in two hot wings than there is in gravy. I, I agree, but with a mighty bucket for one, you need something for the fries. The I, skin on fries are just bland on their own. I like it. I actually don't even add salt to my, my, my ones. Uh, the gravy is just like the little sweet spot for those fries. Sometimes, if they can't do a coffee, I'll swap my drink for a gravy. <laughs> do that instead. I bet you go crazy for bovril, don't you? No, never drank it. Oh, it's just an octo cube and some hot water, isn't it? Pretty much. A bit like gravy, really. And That's for someone that claims it. to be northern like I do, I should probably like it more, but I'm not that bothered. Yeah. I yeah. do like gravy a lot, though. I, do you know what? I like, I, I'm, I'm, I like curry and chips, I like gravy and chips. I, I, I know that people often look at say certain things up for the north and for the south. But I don't mind. I just like food. I think that's to my detriment, you know. Yeah, true. Um, well, well, true. A, Thanks, mate. As a sign of a true northerner, Greg's followed me on Twitter. Ah. <laughs> and not to Kona, me. My <laughs> personal one, one of my 80 followers is Greg's. Why? One of them's L'Oreal. It's weird. I think what happened was, so when I worked in Nottingham City Centre, there was a Greg's outside the train station. So I'd get out off the train and you could get a, a sausage cob and a coffee for two quid. Yeah. Which, well, a coffee nowadays is three pound on its own. So I was like, they call it a cob. Yeah. Nottingham, yeah. It's, well, and this is something, do you ever have listeners from outside the country? Possibly a couple from America. Okay, so I don't know if you get this in any anywhere else, but, and even people in the UK may not realize this, but regionally, when you go to different Greggs, depending on how far north or how far south you go, you have regional um, names you know, for a red yeah. roll. You get Stotties up uh, near Newcastle, yeah. uh, which are, are amazing. I love Stotties. Baps. Cobs. Cobs. Red rolls, which is boring, because if you go to Greg's and ask for a sausage roll, you get a pastry. What's the potato? Is it potato? No. 
Well, a cob is just a bread roll. These are all just different words for a bread roll. We're not changing the, the thing. It's just the name for the same thing. But they do change certain things. There's only certain places you can get certain things. Yeah, great. Oh. And I love that. It's almost like a like a Pokemon mentality. You've got to catch them all. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and wherever you go. So it's it is real fine dining. I, I have some Greg's sliders that Grace bought for me from Primark. From Primark. Oh, so we went to Manchester. Oh no, we went to Leeds. Yeah. And there were there was the Greg's regalia in Leeds, Primark. They had no sliders in my size. And Grace's friend lives in Leeds, so she kept an eye out and then sent some for me. So I've got some Greg's sliders, and um, I promised Jared from the Backroads TM. I have to say the TM. They've got a trademark now, and they keep an eye on things. <laughs> um, what the hell? I promised Jared if I ever got some, I would do heel and toe in them to prove it could be done. So I sent him this video of me healing and towing in these Craig's eyes, which is terrifying. Yeah. The bottom of a slider just folds underneath itself if you try and use it for anything yeah. like that, which makes it the hardest shoe in the world to heel and toe. It was, it I, was so scary. I, 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 why? Why? I had to do it. I promised I would. I didn't realise it was going to actually be terrifying. Yeah, but also, why Greg's sliders? I don't know why they exist, but I love the sliders. I don't care about the clothes. I think the clothes look a bit tacky, but the sliders are great. Well, they were. I took them on holiday, and they rubbed on the left side of my foot, or the outside of my foot, gave me blisters on our first day of holiday. So then I spent the rest of the holiday unable to wear sliders. I was like, this is fantastic. And we're in Cyprus, where it was 35 degrees, went to a water park obviously to get between all the rides you have to walk across the concrete yeah. which has been sat in 35 degree heat yeah. and I can't put anything on my feet so I'm literally running across gritty concrete barefoot all day it was horrible uh, so thanks Greg's I, I would have I think that was Primark you can't really yeah it's Primark it's not Greg's but I, I can't believe you're tarnishing a, a fine eating establishment because of Primark sliders. slip up yeah it's terrible. So the event was great. <laughs> yeah, it's a back on track. The event was good. It's it's nice, you know, to to put out an event and get the mixture of cars that we got. There was a real, real mix of, of Porsches, and uh, the vibe was right. I wish, and this is something I always find important, having music always helps, um, and I always like to have music at, at my events. Um, you know, I've, I've had. Uh, normally when I do an event I have uh, a DJ playing live in LA because um, they're eight hours behind us so it's so, in the evening for them yeah so, not, so they start playing at like midnight yeah. and they play for a few hours and uh, it, it, it's always a really good really positive turnout um, you know especially so how the, come we didn't have that today no sound system there uh, we use. Right. Uh, and that cost so it was a, a bit. Milwaukee stereo it was uh, snap on yeah. snap on was it snap on yeah um the, 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 the challenge was uh, getting the sound system there. What I'd like to try and do is keep my cars and coffees free. Yeah. Um, and there's the, the reason for that is there's going to be people, and, and this is the thing, everyone's welcome. If you don't have a Porsche, you can park elsewhere, but you can bring yourself in yeah, yeah. and you can mingle around. There's, 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 there's two schools of thought on that. One, you get a vibe of what the Porsche community is like. And number two, you get to meet new friends. Now, if it wasn't for meeting people and mingling with Porsche people, I would not have got my car. My car actually didn't come up for sale 
in the regular way. It, it was I, I bought it off someone who was considering selling it, so it didn't even hit any sort of classifieds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the real decent cars are the ones that always go for sale between hands, rather than going out onto eBay yeah, or yeah. Auto Express and Auto Express. They're traded between trader. friends, aren't they? It's, it's yeah, that I'm, way. Rather I'm still than... friends with the guy who I bought my 996 on. Yeah. Um, so you know, I want to keep it welcoming. Just sometimes it's daunting if you put a price point on an event. This um, is the thing with my coffees and cars is they're free because then they're accessible. Correct. Yeah. And it, it, it takes away a barrier to entry for people, yeah. um, which is something I was really conscious of. Like the one that I'm doing with the Malagato is ticketed because it costs us per car to do it. Yeah. So we kind of go, well, we can't absorb, or I definitely can't absorb the cost. So we have to put a ticket on. But then what we'll do is we'll add a bit more on, so then we raise some for charity at the same time. Yeah. Um, but I completely agree with that accessibility and allowing people to see what goes on. It's, it's a great way to, to have that approach. And yeah, and I think there needs to be more of what we do, like make it as welcoming as possible. Um, you know, and, and controlling the outcome as best as we can. Like for me, whenever people, a, a question I'll pose you know, the listeners, I guess, you know, when you go to meets and stuff and someone's there to take a ticket, you might get a smile or yeah, can I have your ticket please? And that's it. But you know, do you ever get any conversation? Do you ever get any warmth? You know, something that I believe in. You you are polite and warm to people. It will like carry on that positive momentum for the rest of the event. You can't control the journey to an event for people. You can't control if they were stuck in traffic, the car broke down. You can't control any of that. What you can do is control as much of um, the vibe as you can when they enter and yeah, sustain yeah. it through just being warm, positive, uh, and, and, and the like. So um, you know that's something that. I, I, I do with every event as well, whether it's uh, cars and coffee or it's uh, a full-on like show, uh, and, it, and it pays dividends, you know. Um, uh, but it builds your reputation of positive and engaging and warm, and it, it's it, everybody wins from that interaction, don't they? I guess, yeah. I, I find it like we were saying off, off, off mic that. I find it hard because I've got to do stuff for social media and like do videos and whatnot. And one of the biggest challenges I face um, is telling people I need to go to film stuff and I always feel rude because I always want to give people time. If people are willing to approach me and want to talk about stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. two Porsches, GT, uh, well, it was an Aero kit and a 987 uh, Cayman. Yeah, so um, an Aero kit 997. I find it quite hard to tell people like like I, I have to go because I always feel rude and they're willing to talk to me so I should talk yeah, to them but that's something I have to work for myself I suppose. It's tough because you're an approachable guy and you're engaging and you listen to people and you have conversations with them and it, it feels like you're you don't want to feel like you're shunning them like oh, I, this is more important than you that's but it. at the same time it's like I need to do this to make these more popular so that they can continue yeah. and that people are interested in coming to the next one by seeing what this one was like. It's a, you have you have to have a balance in between, which is tough because you don't want to make anyone feel like they're not important. Yeah, and, and that's what I kind of want people to, um, it'd be nice to you know, going backwards a little bit, well actually forwards, I would like to find someone who'd be able to like help me with doing some of the filming, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's difficult because then I, and that's that's time, and time is money. 
and I am very limited on, on funds, so I need to do other things to kind of put that across into yeah, uh, yeah. round 11 and such, but I'll find a way. Um, you know, then that would make my life easier, so someone else has to do that. All I have to do is get in front of people and say, can I interview you? Great, here's a mic. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm sure I'll still find it difficult to try and pull myself away from people it's um, tough but it's it's something that you you learn where the balance is over time and the more options that you try you'll find what suits your style and what works well for you i guess yeah yeah, yeah you're right um yeah i just uh I, I can't wait to do more you know these i i really enjoy it so um you know i guess i'll put a shout out here if, if you if you're a site or a business that um cater for cars and you can offer something different and unique, as in like, you know, maybe you're a, a, a detailing business, but one of the th key things about your business that you do in detailing, you know, you can do like a, a how-to on, I don't know, clay barring or, gee, I don't even know about cleaning cars. I hate cleaning cars. <laughs> so any how-tos would be great, but they'll be going over my head. But for people attending, they would love it. So something like that would be like awesome. A live demonstration kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, like demos of things. Um, you know, a live demonstration of how to make the perfect coffee if you're a coffee site or something. If, yeah, yeah. You know, if there's things that we could do to show people how to have barista style drinks from things around their house, um, you know, whatever. Um, you know, we've done uh, events, Flat Six Flat Wide Set Corridor Security. So, big shout out to Raj, Palm, and, and everyone from Cardio Security and Hayes, one of the best places for car audio in the They're country. They're not sponsored the podcast, stop chatting about it. <laughs> do you have sponsors of the podcast that do sound systems? No, oh, I don't okay. have any sponsors of the podcast, it's just me. Oh, okay, good. Well, there you go. I, I, Tacona I, sponsors this podcast and makes it and does everything else. That's it. Um, <laughs> Funny yes. enough, I got an email about a potential sponsor the other day. Oh, wicked. Yeah, which I'm still waiting to hear back on, but that could be fun. Cool. Um, what, what industry are they in? Automotive. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's definitely not Toyota, is it? No, it's not Toyota. <laughs> Stephen Egan? <Eagle? laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Won't give us a Supra, but they'll sponsor the podcast. Oh, exactly. Sounds about right. No, it's it's someone that I've worked with a lot before, and I'll, I'll tell you who off audio. Because cool. I'm not, not wanting to give everything away. Sorry. Um, but yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, quick what fit is in that rattling. Kind of, what's that be? I think it's your Hawks cable rattling on your mic holder. It is. Um, I don't think that makes a good podcast. Just ding, 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 ding in the background. Yeah, probably. I, I, I wonder if people heard it. Probably okay. not. You, you, you tell us. Did you hear that vibrating? That vigorous vibrating? That was a cable, honest. Um, it was Sean's pure excitement. <laughs> At the, the, the announcement that Nationwide Tires are usually sponsored. <laughs> if they're listening, we'll, we'll have a conversation about it. The RAC. Sponsors to go. They've seen our Renault. They've gotten in touch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, we've done it at Corridor Security a few of these events um, and it's been great because they have their own sound systems and they get people coming in and wanting to buy upgraded head units for their cars yeah, yeah. Um, and you know that kind it's of it's worth the same where it was today then because they provide a thing for cars yeah yeah they, they you know they supply some fantastic wheels there's wheel Pros Europe over in, uh, in, in Braintree and uh, they own companies like uh, Rotiform Kinesis wheels, TSW. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, they're bringing back the Venom as a three-piece wheel. Oh, that's 
sounds fun. I'm joking, they're not. No, I've no idea what that is, so what? I'm not. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know hell. anything at all about anything. TSW Venoms. They were the wheel for 1998. You're gonna have to get that up on your phone or something to show me because oh. I, I, my head isn't bringing any images forward. Okay. And also, I was five in 1998. All right. So I'm not gonna know. All right. That's fine. That was pre-Need for Speed Underground. That was, yeah, Show me some T37s, I know what they are all day long. <laughs> well, that, well, they also own dub wheels. Right. So there you go. That's, that, that, I'm sure that was a Need for Speed Underground. Oh, or Midnight Club. Oh, Midnight Club. They were dub oh, edition. Oh, dub edition. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Uh, oh, so yeah, it was some really interesting, annoyingly, the wheels that I really liked, they don't do to fit my car. Well, they do kinesis. No, they were the. Oh, the. Those um, black, um, black, like steel wheel looking ones that yeah. are designed for like Land Rovers and stuff. Why don't you just get Wellers? I'm just going to get some Steelies. Yeah, Weller, Weller wheels are great. Yeah, I'm going to get some 18 inch Steelies with some like, not dirt, but like wet weather wheel tyres on them and lift my coilovers as high as they'll go and soften them as much as they will and then just enjoy winter in a car that is hilarious. Can you imagine a lifted, softened GT86 in the wet? It would be so much fun. Oh, I don't And know. probably a little bit terrifying. Yeah, it, it, would, it would probably induce vomit. They are a little bit tail happy in the wet as it is. <laughs> so there could be some excitement to be had. Do you know, this is a really nice car to be in. Normally, when you look at a bonnet, you can't see anything. You can actually I see. Can see the apex of the wheels. It's almost like being in a, in a 911. Well, that's where the, the top of the wheel arch is like it's designed so that you can see where your wheels are, so that when you're on track, you can kind of see where the apex of them are. This car is so well thought out. Oh, it's brilliant. I love this car, which is why it's so annoying, because I've got no reason to swap it for anything other than I've had it a while and it ticked over 100,000 miles on this journey. That's it, that's my only reasons to, and it's not quite fast enough because I've had it for so long that you get used to going reasonably quickly but not actually that fast. Everyone says that about this, but at the same time it's not built for like mega speeds. No, it's built for fun. Fun, yeah exactly, it's a fun car. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those where it's like, you can enjoy it so much more because you're not pushing it to a super dangerous level. Exactly. You're not hitting 100 in 6 seconds or whatever, you're hitting 60 in six seconds and enjoying every second of it and you kind of have to work for the the speed you have to earn that fast bit of driving you can't just expect it you know what the direct competitor for this is if you say the subaru brz no no i wasn't <laughs> going to say that i mean that's too obvious why wow, is he broke hard really put the brakes like the car in front of us braked so hard whilst doing so slow a speed that his brake lights started flashing yeah, that looks like something that's presets. I reckon his uh, his brake pads are probably very low. Yeah. And you have to really put the brakes on to get anything from them, and it's triggering that response. That sounds about it right. It is a 2010 Insignia, so they're probably on its first set of pads. Yes. What a car. Um, no offence to anyone who drives Insignia, I'm sure, I'm sure you drive XKR? Oh. With a big wing with on the back. With a big wing, Jeez. what a wag. Wow. Uh, it was all good until that point. Yeah, that wing really did not suit that car. No, no. Um, um, car spotting in a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, guys, did you see this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just saw a Ferrari, we! <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, it's a Fiat, so it's not yeah, far off. 
Um, Direct competitor for the 86. Yeah, ZMX5. It is, however... Ah, this is what Toyota have said. I, I used to work with someone who worked for Toyota head office and they said, yeah, the direct competitor is the MX-5. However, oh, go on. I've got back seats that fold down. Yeah, but it's not about, but yeah, and you've also not got a soft top. I don't have a soft top, no, but I've got windows. But for the price point, for what it is, which is a, a good value for money, front engine rear wheel drive sports car yep. with a four cylinder engine. Yep. They are direct competitor, I'm not disputing that. And they're about the same speed, even though the 86 has got slightly more power, it's slightly heavier, mm -hmm. um, which is like comparing like two almost identical things in the difference in power. Um, but yeah, it's a direct competitor, and for me personally, having the rear seats that fall down is better, because when I don't want to go for a spirited drive and I want to move things around, I can do that. Yeah, I don't need a thing. second car to do things. Whereas with an MX-5, I would need a second car to do anything practical. Yeah. That's oh, a good car. I'm just looking around it now. Double so bubble myself. roof so you can fit a helmet. Yeah. Two helmets in helmets. Yeah, harsh, mate. I wouldn't call myself one, but thanks. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, I, I like that. It's almost like, it, on the outside, is it bubble? Yeah, yeah, there's a, oh. a channel down this middle bit. So it's almost like this car was designed by a Zagato. Basically, yeah. <laughs> The Zagato uh, GT86. Yeah, exactly. The GT86Z. That oh. Mark 1 TT we just passed had Audi R8 wheels on it. Yeah. So we just passed a Mark 1 TT and it had either 18 or 19 inch Audi R8 wheels. You know the ones that are like really angular and, and they look like spiders. Two spokes. No, no, the spokes. 8 million like oh. directional Audi R8 wheels. Gosh. It didn't suit the Mark 1 TT, that's for sure. The car that really super simplicity or BBS LMs. The, the Mark 1 TT is 25 years old, it's the next gen. Is it? Yeah. Nah, as far as design goes, that thing is phenomenal. Spot on with the design, yeah. Yeah, even when they...